Job chapter 34, verses 2 through 4. Hear my words, you wise men. Listen to me, you men of learning. For the ear tests words as the tongue tastes food. Let us discern for ourselves what is right. Let us learn together what is good. Wow, what a, what a great image from Job. The ear tests words as the tongue tastes food. I feel like this is one of those phrases that Eugene Peterson would love. You know, he used to say there's a picture in that word. <laughs> the ear tests words as the tongue tastes food. I think we've all, we all know what that is like when you're sitting around a table, not enjoying food, but listening to wise counsel from the people at the table. And it, it you know, it sounds good in the ear if it's good. And it doesn't sound quite right if it's not good. What I thought about when I read this was our elder board, the elders of the church, when they sit around that big oval table for an elders meeting, uh, it says the ear tests words as the tongue tastes food. Let us discern for ourselves what is right. Let us learn together what is good. I love the collective wisdom of the elders. Sometimes we pastors will throw a topic of conversation out onto the table like, hey, here's something we're dealing with. Here's something we're struggling with. What do you think? Um, those of you who are elders of this church, we trust that you have faith in, in God. We trust that you're in his word. We trust that he's given you the fruit of his spirit. Um, we trust that he's given you wisdom. So our ears are open. What, what do you think? And there's really rich, good discussion. Sometimes there's disagreement, but there's unity in Christ. And it's almost like tasting a feast, you know, like the, like the image here is saying, the ear tests words as the tongue tastes food. And, uh, you know, I go into those conversations very open, you know, because I think, all right, here's what I would do, but I'm just one person. Uh, I need the wisdom of the elders. Please fill my ears with those tasty morsels of wisdom. Yeah, the uh, this is sort of a hobby horse of mine that I come back to the power of the word, the power of language. Um, I'm not even getting to the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit and how God infuses that into uh, our language. Uh, I'm not even going there. I, I, we had a Bible study the other day, and we were talking about all kinds of things. Uh, but it occurred to me just to kind of the power of language and, and what it summons up deep, sometimes deep within our hearts. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope that belongs to your call. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and father of all who is over all and through all uh, in and in all. Now, the reason I bring that particular passage up is it was the center of a Bible study that I went to uh, to uh, talk about basically trying to kind of discern what Paul's talking about when he is teaching in the first century. Uh, I think we were talking about church and the body of uh, uh, the body of believers, uh, but. Paul in the first century ran into all kinds of believers, but not necessarily believers in Christ. Some he was able to convert over to that. And here in Ephesians, he is talking about the oneness of God. In other words, uh, many faiths have multiple gods. 
multiple, you know, they or no, none at all, kind of a zero or all. And that this one God concept was new, not mm-hmm. brand new, because mm-hmm. basically the Jews before the Christians saw it. But we have um, three in one, but it's one. God created the heavens and the earth. Yeah, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. So that the oneness uh, is the way Paul ex- emphasizes that he repeats words. Uh, it, it, you know, oneness, one, one, one body, one spirit, uh, called a one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. And then he says, uh, talks about all in all. The repetition of words can be very powerful. And in this case, he is communicating his faith, his belief, his very being through the repetition of works, uh, words. The words. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the word. Mm-hmm. That's great. I love where you took this. Um, uh, that's great. The, the language thing. I hadn't even really thought about that. But of course, there, right there it is right there in Job. Well, let me just finish with by uh, um, kind of going through what I had written about this, and I did it quite recently. So, it's um, I took something I had written years ago and then refreshed it, which also mm-hmm. is important because, you know, you can read something a, a, a psalm or a letter, and you read it one way because you're at one place in life, and then you know you 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 add on in time. So it's great to go back to to verses like this one uh, that we're reading today. The Bible tells us that wisdom flows from within a discerning heart. This, thus, wisdom will serve to guide us as we travel the rough and dangerous roads of our earthly existence. Now, look, I'm using a metaphor. It's one of my favorite metaphors, and that's the journey uh, of life. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, um, it goes on from there to walk the path with discernment requires attention to every step. It requires experience in the ways of the world, knowledge of the, uh, impediments, um, implements needed for the journey and the steadfast spirit to carry us over the difficult hills and through the lonely valleys that we will surely encounter as we move along, uh, the way. Um, I just really rewrote that this morning, actually. Hmm. Um, and the rewriting is trying to get closer to the meaning that the words are conveying, that then touch the nature of human life. Because in fact, you, myself, uh, Scott, everybody is on a journey of a kind. And and hmm. what's so wonderful about the Christian experience is that it, we all meet at crossroads. We may go out to different places, but we're going to go out with the same faith, the oneness that we were talking about. Mm. 